Welcome to The Truth in His Art, your source for conversations on arts and culture. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I am thrilled to be in conversation with my next guest, the founder of the Baltimore-based Danaher Signs, which specializes in traditional sign-making methods, providing a variety of signage solutions for individuals and businesses alike. Please welcome Sean Danaher. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rob. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for making the time. And, um, you know, it's like, it's almost like I know you because I know of your work as in, in going through all of the different places that your your fingerprints are all over. And we'll really get into that in a bit. But those are places that I go to regularly. Yeah. Like, I've seen this dude's work in so many places. And I'm like, all right, who's the man behind the paint? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, thanks for saying that. Absolutely. So in, in starting off, um, I like to get to sort of the crux, some of the the beginning things, and maybe we we find something there. It's a, you know, some some digging deep here. So, you know, I read that you're a former youth pastor, you're a skateboarder, and uh so 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 hold on. So so let's start off with that. Let's let's talk sure. about it a little yeah. bit and share a bit of your background. Yeah. So I uh I think all the things started with skateboarding, uh growing up skateboarding. Uh, I think I'm the generation that like Tony Hawk pro skater uh, came out and it was like, this is my life now. Uh, so uh, that, that has been my life ever since, uh, I don't know what, what year that came out, but um, yeah, skateboarding uh, introduced me to some really cool people. Uh, those people uh, encouraged me in my faith and helped me someday become a youth pastor. Um, and then uh, skateboarding also connected me to the skate shop that I worked at called Rascals. Uh, I grew up out in Ellicott City in Howard County. Uh, Rascals was the best. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, and that, I always kind of credit the skate shop with uh, starting my sign painting journey in some ways. Um, there was kind of a legacy design that was on some of the skateboards. I was like this like bullet graphic it like fit on the skateboard uh and it was super cool and legacy and everybody loved it and of course like you know why fix it if it isn't broken but i was like what if we made some new logos yeah. uh and so i attempted to do that uh and i didn't know how to use the computer too well uh this would have been like 2010 2011 um it was like, you know, graphic design was kind of popping off, but I didn't know how to do that stuff. So I just started drawing and painting uh, new designs. None of the designs got used. Uh, they were, you know, just scraps and nobody, nobody cared because the classic graphic was better. Um, but that was sort of the beginning uh, of, uh, of painting letters. And, uh, and yeah, here we are. Thank you. Um, so, you know, in, in, in looking over it, and seeing sort of the background, like you're you're doing a bit of work with, you know, businesses, you don't you've done some work with individuals. And, you know, as I've touched on it, you know, seeing, you know, your stuff like everywhere, like in, in addition, I read that, you know, sign painting, traditional sign painting has, has been practiced for over 150 years in, you know, in, the, in America. Like, so how did you like really get into it to a stage of like how do you get into an explorer i would imagine you didn't wake up one day i was like yeah time to get it you know i yeah. would imagine it was something a little bit more intentional so to walk us through that yeah i think it was um you know i, I just being drawn to the aesthetic of of hand-painted signs mm -hmm. uh i i was like 
I can trace it back to like Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> I had a Tumblr and I would just leave, like, I don't, was there an explore page on Tumblr? I don't even remember, but um, I just find these different uh, sign painters who are putting up their work and um, some were, you know, a little more informative about their process. Uh, and so, yeah, for me, it was uh, finding stuff online on Tumblr, on Instagram eventually when I, when I got with the times. Um, and like zooming into photos and and seeing what kind of things people were using. But um, yeah, I didn't really know about the history of sign painting. Um, it was obviously, you know, how signs were made up until vinyl plotters came about. Um, and that was like kind of a, a death of, of the trade in some ways. Um, but before then, and there's even evidence all around, um, just in, in Baltimore, I love driving around and you see of road signs that were hand painted. And you can see the, the brush strokes still, uh, they're fading, but they're super visible. They're beautiful. Uh, they're, they're like not perfect, but very uh, legible. Um, so yeah, all of that was was really uh, charming to me. Uh, and, and like romantic, I, I kind of think like, wow, like this is, there's a whole history here um, of, of incredible art and trade and um and businesses uh that you just wouldn't see or or uh notice uh, if you don't know to look for it no i i dig that yeah that's um it makes a lot of sense you i, I like the the things you said there's like it's, it's it's a charm there it's uh yeah. sort of like people did this and i think the other part of it and i remember it's not zooming in per se because it wasn't visual but i remember when pursuing this um, yeah. podcast as a medium, uh, one doesn't n n go into at least then, like 2009, say, how does one podcast? There yeah, were right. resources out there to really dive into that. So I remember there was a podcast that I was listening to, I was listening to um, Smodcast, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. And I just remember, I was like, all right, let me listen really intently. Listen to be entertained, but listening very intently. And as soon as he said, yeah, you know, you, you plug in the Fast Track Pro and I'm typing it in. I was like, what's <laughs> And just yep. trying to trying to get some sauce, trying to get some some of the inside track to figure it out. Um, now you can, you know, you you can't you can't do a internet search without finding someone's you know uh, toolkit on how to do a podcast. Totally. You know, diving in in these sort of early stages, you're talking Tumblr back in 2010, 2011, just trying to figure it out, trying to figure out like how to get past it to pursue something. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, I mean, kind of the history of, of sign painting that, uh, you know, I came to too late, but uh, every city would have had a school uh, where you could have learned and a, a sign shop where you could apprentice and um, just like a plumber. I mean, it's like you, you become an apprentice, you become a journeyman, eventually you become a master, you know, whatever. Um, so it's, it's just like these union type jobs, um, but the unions are gone kind of i don't know uh, the trade still exists but a lot of the infrastructure isn't quite there anymore uh, so you have folks like me who come in self-taught mm -hmm. um and just trying to learn everything you can from the old heads or the people who have been doing it for a while um so tons and tons of respect for those people uh and uh and yeah it's fun it's fun to 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 hunt down uh, the, the processes uh, and how they've been doing it for a long time. So, was the pursuit like? Did it really like kind of take off for you? Um, 
during the pandemic, you know, and, and I asked that because the more I talk to folks, I, I can look at almost that as a period of, yeah, I got real busy during that time. Like mm-hmm. I can say that for this, like this podcast took off that year. People were at home and wanting to talk. Yeah. And, you know, it resonated. Was, was that a thing for you? Yeah. You know, my, my, uh, my, my rhythms shifted, you know, just like everybody else. Um, you know, I was a full-time youth pastor for six years uh, and trying to do that from home was totally different. It was zoom, you know, uh, and, uh, it was like pulling teeth, you know, working with high schoolers over zoom total gift to be able to do that, uh, as I look back on it, but it was tough. Um, but that, that rhythm of being home, uh, and being close to my workspace and, uh, you know, all the, the cool things that were happening, even while the pandemic was going down, like good neighbor opened up, you know, um, in May, I think of, of 2020, I guess, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, a ton of opportunities in a, in a strange way, uh, did arise during that time. So, uh, yeah, I would say that that would be true for me too, uh, professionally in painting and kind of getting an idea of like, Oh, like this could be something, you know, uh, maybe it doesn't have to be the side thing. It could be the full time thing. Uh, so yeah. that was a glimpse. I dig it. Yeah. So my understanding is you're not a you're not much of a tech person. You know, I, I heard the word Luddite thrown around a little bit. <laughs> for spots. Uh, and, um, and, and and it's interesting because, you know, I, I talk about the sort of um, and it's literally me stealing, but talking about the analog to digital loop, you know, like mm. there's it's hard to avoid something that has any computer involved in it. Sure. I think the more we're able to get to touching something you know, putting our hands into it, we have a different connection with it. And, you know, we, we and we're probably going to talk about that a little bit more later when it comes to clients, but, yeah. you, know, you know, talk about like how much like technology is involved in the process and about how much is involved in, um, you know, that's, that's analog involved in your, your process mm-hmm. working with a new client and so on. Yeah. I, I think I, I default to self-deprecation. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I tend to say like, oh, I don't know how to use technology at all. I do. Like I, I know how to do some things and it's the kind of thing, uh, there's a, a sign painter in Catonsville named Janice and I, I bought a plotter from her. Um, and her process hasn't changed in so long where she's like booting up the computer from 1992. Uh, and like, that's her system and it works, you know, she, she's got it. Uh, she's got it down to do what she wants it to do. It's not as fast as it could be on a newer computer, but the software doesn't work on the new computer. Right. <laughs> um, so I kind of have my version of that where like, I know how to do a few things, you know, like I work with an iPad, Uh, and procreate uh so i can take that and vectorize it in uh inkscape like i use the free open source stuff i'm not (laughs) paying adobe (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah and i know how to do that and i i really don't know how to do anything else in there you know like i don't know how to insert text i don't know you know um so uh i know enough to do the things that i know how to do uh, that's more than a lot of people. So I shouldn't say Luddite, I guess, but, um, yeah, I think the best work happens, uh, on pencil and paper first, mm-hmm. um, drawing out like that, um, and then transferring that digitizing that, uh, and then being able to resize it with a vector file, um, is how I typically will work. 
Um, but it is cool to have the process down and have the ability to like, if the power went out, like it, it doesn't have to stop my process, you know, um, it can, it can still go on. I could still paint your sign. Uh, if, uh, if we don't have power, <laughs> you know, so I think that's cool. Um, a lot of people are, are very romantic about like everything has to be handmade hand done. I dig it. Uh, I think that was something I aspired to before. Uh, and now I'm like, let's use a little bit of technology to speed things up yep. uh, and make sure, you know, uh, I can make some money. <laughs> yeah. I think at a, at a point, and I like that, you know, using sort of the, the technology in a functional way, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I do data stuff and, you know, I have this, this sort of gear here, but you know, if I was doing, let's say, something that's not being recorded, I know how to use a microphone, how to set up the gear and all of that stuff. And it's not being captured in that way. The experience is there. Or even when I'm doing something for the day job and I'm using SQL or some software to do it, it's like, I don't know everything in there. I know enough for me to get the stuff I need to get done yeah. and make what my what that that undertaking is you know, run a bit smoother, save some time, make some money and all of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, I look at this, like I have this, you know, relatively new mixer, like I got it a few, you know, maybe two months ago and it's great, but you know, I'm sure there's so many more things that it can do. But for me, yeah. I'm using it as a microphone interface at this juncture. Maybe later I can see all of the bells and whistles like, wow, I got a soundboard here and everything. This is- <laughs> but you know, I don't need it for that, that purpose. And that's, you know, not what I'm using it for. So I think, you know, and maybe this is going in a very different direction, but I, I think, you know, we, we had this sort of, maybe it's a sea change, but this sort of awareness with, you know, this, this conversation around like uh, digital art and things of that nature, you know, yeah. or even something like AI, you know, where you can't make up for the, the it's going to sound ridiculous, the soul <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh so if i'm doing this conversation and i know that there are podcasts that exist i can put in a script and have some computer read it to you you ask questions it's not the same yeah yeah <laughs> no they totally have enough audio you know what do they need five minutes of your audio and they can uh just have an ai version of you I don't, uh, yeah i don't want to think of that now <laughs> <laughs> no soul though you're absolutely right and i think i think that's true too i was talking to a designer friend about that you know uh if we have these ai design templates uh where's the place for the graphic designer you know how does that shift and change um i uh, you know maybe someday they could they could have robots painting signs (laughs) it it makes me think of um because i saw like what is it um i put i put in a prompt one one day of I want to do a five minute podcast. Here's my name. Here's all of the inputs using the data background. I was like, this is what I need to put in there. And I want to see how this comes out. And then the yeah. voice that came back out, I was like, oh no. I was like, this did not work. Or, you know, this is going to go very geek, as I used to say, uh, deep geek. But you, the fact that there, and, and this goes to what you were saying about, you know, having like five minutes of, of, of content you know, having all the recordings for like James Earl Jones so they can keep going, even though he's tired. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's something there. And I think the, the soul, the, the, the way that one approaches their work, some of the imperfections, you know, like you're, you're doing something hand painted, 
you're going to have sort of those small imperfections in there, but that's the thing that's, that makes it unique. That makes it interesting. And I saw on your site, no two paintings or no two jobs are the same. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, uh, perfection comes standard mistakes cost extra, you know, something like that. There's all these little signisms, uh, that, that carry a similar sentiment, but, um, yeah, we love it. You know, uh, it's, it's funny because, uh, you 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 can approach your stuff with such a perfectionistic mentality uh and you can ruin it uh, by being so perfectionistic uh where something feels really robotic um i know a lot of the, the the sign work that i love uh you can see the process uh of of like at the end of a letter where there's a terminal the sign painter had enough control to just kind of flick their brush off a bit so you yeah. get this little spur off the corner and it's like, oh, that is like, that's good. <laughs> you know? um, that's control. It's like attitude. I don't know. It's great. Um, so that you don't you don't get to have fun with perfectionism. Uh, so that's something I'm trying to learn and integrate into my practice. I, I think about it in, in doing this. Like, um, I I have an editor, and you know, he's he's great. He gets it. He understands what I need and what I want. All of that good stuff. But when I was doing the editing, I remember early, early, early on when it would be, uh, let's say, a really cool interview or a cool podcast or have you. I'm going through fine tooth comb trying to be yeah, yeah. with it. And to your point, I I would lose the conversation in it. You you need those pauses. You need those ums. You need those different mm -hmm. things that actually flow like a conversation, not just here's a bunch of words and here's a bunch of words on the other person. Information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No doubt. So what are what are some of your your other favorite tools or even, you know, which is kind of what gets you in that spot where you're ready to like work on something creative, where you're ready to paint, where you're ready, you know, you have everything set up, you know, you have your your sort of like layout, your sketch, your vectorization done, all of that good mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. What are some yep. of the other tools that are there? And uh what are what are some of the components like within the mindset? Because I hear that as a muscle. I hear that being able to create is a muscle. You got to get warmed up, you know? I do the scales before I get on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it's it's a little different for me. Like, it's it's with painting a sign, painting letters, uh, there's, there's sort of a vulnerability uh, where uh, if you're doing something without guidelines, uh, there's been a few occasions where I'm just like, let me see what I'm made of. Um, and, and just paint some, some letters with minimal guidelines or something like that. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of vulnerability because I feel like, uh, letters, you can tell when they're wrong, you know, there's a right and a wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, in, uh, in art, there's like a subjectivity and I, I don't know if that's as, as relevant or prevalent in sign painting. Cause it's more of a commercial art. Sure. Um, so I think uh, to approach things with uh, a bit of like, uh, this might not go great and that's okay. You know, like I'm a student, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna do my best and uh, and yeah. So I think that's that's one thing that I approach with a mindset. Uh, there's, there's plenty of times where I feel like an imposter, even halfway through the job, it's like crap, 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 crap. You know, like how am I gonna finish this? How's this gonna work out? And it works out, you know, um, no problem is, is too big to be solved and you can always start over. <laughs> um, that's a good thing my, about my, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my, uh, 
you know, I, I really want to make something that looks great for, uh, for the client. Um, I think about my other designer and sign painter friends and I'm like, Oh, like I'd love to make something that they're excited about. So, um, those are awesome things that I think about, uh, going into a job and, um, yeah. And, and trying to push and and learn new skills too. So thank you. Um, so I, I definitely want to touch on this piece. Um, your work has been seen everywhere. I saw the what was it Baltimore Mag uh, like article, mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. And your stuff has been seen everywhere from shops like Good Neighbor, as you mentioned, uh, Sophomore, Red Emma's, Paper Hurl. Shout out Paper Hurl. I love the yeah, love the, I love yeah, the yeah, um, yeah. And you're you're approaching nearly a hundred commissions. I, I read that somewhere. I think it was about eighty eight, maybe ninety. Um, and, and Baltimore is is truly your your canvas. Um, and in DMV, but B- Baltimore with the concentration. What is it about you know a commission that really like gets your attention? Because I would imagine you know with you know having sort of like press around it and people seeing it, it's like who did the work here? You know your your mm-hmm. name is gonna come yeah. up. So you know we have limited time, limited resources, all of that good stuff. What what pops up for you? Like, yeah, that's a commission I really want to do because it's a lot of your yourself that's that's going into it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think I get excited when when there's a collaborative uh, component with the shop owner or um, with a restaurant or whatever, uh, where they come and they say, "This is kind of the the look," or you know, "Here's our logo," but you can you can add something to it or or whatever it is. Um, when it's collaborative and there's trust, uh, I think that's, that's the best, you know? Um, I definitely have people who are just like, go crazy. And, uh, and I'm like, really? They're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I get to make something that I'm really proud of, uh, that they're really proud of too. Um, so those are, those are really sweet. I think, uh, I'm just like, I, I really enjoyed and, and I didn't realize this would be a part of, uh, why I like my job so much, but, uh, meeting these shop owners, I, I tend to be, you know, just as they're opening up, uh, I, I get to see them kind of at this like really challenging uh, time where, uh, you know, all the permits have to be put together and, you know, um, merchandising, whatever they're doing. Um, but like you just see people kind of in their moment and in their passion. Um, and I just get to like come along and give them a little extra push you know, um, and, and feel that excitement with them. Um, so, uh, I think, I think it's just like, if, if you are excited about what you're doing, I'm excited to work with you basically. So, you know, I have the second, have the second part to that, um, question. So like, what, what is that, that process like, like, you know, you said, you know, you may have one or two, a few those like, yeah, go crazy. Here's, here's some of the resources. Here's the colors. This is what we're working with, or this is the, yeah. the rough idea, you know, like, you know, is it, let's say, you know, going back to maybe let's say one of the first like projects you worked on, right. Like, what was that process like in terms of like working with the client and then, you know, getting to that sort of like finished product or what have you? Like, what was the sort of like, you know, timeline looking like? You know, how long did it take you to do it? You know, you could share who the client was if you like. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Some of those, those, those details around that. Cause we never forget our first. We never forget our first. Sure. Yeah. Um, the first sign I made for a shop was uh, in Ellicott City Imperium Razors. Um, Dan, the pizza king, uh, he, he, he moved to, to North Carolina. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was uh, just a super nice guy. Uh, I was 
it was 2015, I think. Um, and it was like, yeah, I really want this sign that fits right above here. So I have my, my size, like I, I want kind of like an old school feel, but all right, I got the feel. Um, so I, you know, drafted up and sent it his way. Um, back then everything took a long time cause, uh, I didn't really know what I was doing or what I was using. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like it probably took me a month or something, right. To, to paint this sign and draw it all out. Perfect. And I wasn't using computers at all. So like something's wrong, start over, you know, <laughs> um, draw, draw the whole thing and, and move a letter, uh, just two inches over or something like that. But, um, yeah, uh, I think that was kind of where, where we started from. Uh, it's such a fun process. I think he's still got the sign. Like he's, he's taken it with him to a couple different locations. Um, and yeah, uh, that was, that was like really empowering for me, uh, to, to put something out in the wild and, uh, see it still doing its job, uh, almost, you know, 10 years later. And, and it's great to hear because, you know, as, as I'm looking through it, like, and maybe it's just me being romantic or hokey about it, but you know, you have someone make a sign for you that's representing your business. And as you were, you know, saying, you know, a lot of, a lot of the clients that you're working with is like towards, like, we're just getting started. We're just kind of opening and so on. This is part of that, that sort of identity, that, that sort of brand Bible, if you yeah. will. Yeah. So I would imagine like, yeah, like, man, I'm going to have this up when I, when I have the museum for my, my place or what have you. <laughs> and yeah. you know, e even in this way, um, I, I can even see some of your, your, your work popping up in, you know, let's say 10, 15, whatever years popping up in the museum of industry. Because mm -hmm. you know, it's part of it. It's part of, like we have these small businesses here. Yeah. And, you know, having the sort of visual identity, the signage component of it is a big piece of that. It's a big responsibility, too. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, you know, I haven't been uh, to the to the Museum of Industry and I feel so, so dumb. Uh, Samantha Ruddles did this, uh, another great sign painter in Baltimore. Um, she did this exhibit uh, a bunch of years ago that was. Baltimore hand-painted signs uh, and just archived everything and um, talked to a bunch of old sign painters. And um, yeah, it's totally, I mean, it's, it, it shapes the city. It's, it's the visual landscape. Uh, I don't think about that so much as I'm doing it, but, uh, but yeah, you're, I mean, you're totally right. Um, it's an honor to have that kind of impact. Um, and yeah, to, to, <laughs> if, if a sign does a good job, like whoever is buying it, is going to make so much more money off the sign than I do, um, which is cool. You know, like uh, I, I can I can help make you money. And so, and, and with that, I want to I want to ask this this question about because um, we always have that one that sticks out. Like we have the first one, you know. Obviously, that's that's something that really matters. I always go back to when someone asks, and we're what six hundred interviews in. I can always go back to the first one. The first one was James Nasty. That was my first interview for this. Nice. Yeah. and. Um, and then there's always a handful that that stick out for whatever reason, wh whether it was like I was super sick and I'm luckily this is remote or sure. I um, I call myself the guest name and I introduce my myself as if I was the guest. It was very weird. Um, yeah. is, is there a client or a project that, you know, you've done in this this time that in this, you know, you, you're talking about almost about a decade at this point. Um, that really sticks out, whether it was due to the, the degree of difficulty with it, was it an odd sort of request, a request that, you know, you were able to kind of flex your creative bones or something even more recent to show sort of the, where you were at in the process and where you're at now in the process, what comes to mind? 
Um, I, so uh, learning how to do gold leaf um, was was kind of a a challenge. Um, it's a a process that involves a little bit of I don't know if it's alchemy necessarily, but uh, it's it, there's there's a, a you think you know the process and then you uh, you try and do it exactly the same way and you get a totally different result and your guild is all cloudy. It's not clear. It doesn't look as good. Um, so kind of learning that process, uh, again, being self-taught, asking some questions of, of other painters that I knew, um, just like sliding into their DMs, like, how do you, how many, you know, whatever. Um, so like I, I did the transom window at my brother's house. Um, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that, that's great. Like, let's do gold. So I did it and uh, like, yeah, I was kind of proud of it at the time. And looking back at it, every time I go over to his house, I was like, man, I did him dirty. This like, <laughs> doesn't look great. Um, it's, it, I think it's probably something that I noticed, um, but, uh, and not so much other people. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's cool to, to be reminded of kind of where, where we came from. Uh, and and I, I feel like every time I do a gold leaf job, it, there's a humbling experience there where you're working with a really expensive material um, that kind of demands some respect uh, and just a bunch of different factors uh, come into play where, uh, where you're like, okay, I'm better at this, but I'm still not great at this. Um, it just humbles you. So I, I say that very line to me, uh, to myself, um, before every podcast, eh, better, mm. still not quite there yet. Yeah. 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 I'm not the master, you know, I'm maybe a journeyman, <laughs> most likely I, an apprentice. <laughs> I look at myself as a popper. It's like, I'm barely a podcast. I'm just a guy with, with a mouth. That's, that's literally all I am. <laughs> uh, uh, you gotta, you gotta be self-deprecating. Um, right. So, so this is the last sort of real question and really want to get your perspective as, you know, being a person that, you know, sort of you're it's supporting the brand identity, supporting the launch of a lot of businesses here um, visually and, you know, for storefront perspective and, and being self-taught um, and in being in conversation with other folks who are designers, who are sign painters. What advice would you give to someone who's interested in pursuing, you know, that sort of like undertaking and pursuing sort of those sort of client relations? Yeah, I mean, I feel like on on uh, on like the pure sign painting side, yeah. uh, there's there's nothing better than like spending time with letters, <laughs> like getting excited about the alphabet and different ways that it can look. Um, I I I think uh, there's there's one uh, trade school that still teaches sign painting in like kind of the traditional. Uh, way it's in Los Angeles. I didn't go. I know some people that went, um, but the first semester there, you're just drawing letters. You don't even pick up a brush. Um, so uh, spending time like that uh, with your designs, kind of, uh, uh, yeah, just just working to know the forms is is uh, it can't be beat. Um, and I think also, I think some people want to do everything. You know, they want to be the designer. They want to be the the sign painter or the muralist or whatever. And um, that's awesome. I know some people that do that really well. Uh, I know I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not the graphic designer. I have some graphic design insights, um, but I'm so much more happy to refer to somebody that I know that's good at that stuff. Um, or if it's a mural that, that ah, you know, like, hey, if it's got letters, I'm there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but if we're doing photorealistic, 
let me let me point you to some other people. So I'm knowing the your topography limits. side of things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, knowing your limits, I think, is is uh, is 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 good. You know, boundaries in that in that regard. Uh, that's all really good. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think I focus on the work and uh, and kind of let it speak speak for itself as much as possible. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's good. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we've been talking, I've added two more rapid fire questions. So now you're up to five. Oh boy. Oh, and, now no. and now it's time to get into the rapid fire questions. Uh, and you Let's see moments we have here. Uh, all right. So don't overthink these. Don't overthink these. Uh, so here's <clears> the first <throat> one. Um, whether it be applied to your work, whether it be applied to life, what is your motto? Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, there's, there's one that, that comes up a lot, uh, with, with my friends. And I think it's, uh, it's true. It's be safe and have fun. Um, so yeah, that I'll say be safe and have fun. It's good. What is your favorite color combination? Hmm. It switches a lot. Um, I don't, I think like, uh, this is a little different, but like gold and white, you know, um, with with some black too, just like those together. Uh, I'm I'm very into those right now, um, especially with like a you know like a mirrored gilded gold. It's yeah, this is really nice. It almost has the uh, you know this is going to age me and date me and all of that stuff. Definitely the White Rangers fit from Power Rangers. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what that color set is. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I mean, you put it that way, I'm like, definitely. That's my <laughs> that's my combo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, now, now, so so this one is slightly different, but it still relates to color. So, with maybe the clients that you're working with, what? are the three colors that you find yourself using the most? I, I think, uh, I think that I use a lot of dark blue, Mm. uh, and white, not, well, not necessarily together. Um, and lately, like a, a, like tealy kind of thing. Um, it's all about contrast. It's all about contrast. Um, so if, if, if you can, uh, if there's good contrast, you can read it. And if there's bad contrast, you can't read it. So, um, if, if somebody comes to me with a, a brand colors or something and they and I'm like, uh, oh, you know, our contrast is kind of low here. How do we tweak that? Um, so that's, that's generally how I think, uh, I don't know if I like go to certain colors right away, but I think what's going to pop that, that, that blue for paper hurl definitely pops. Um, that is like probably with the exception of the blue in my logo. That's probably my favorite blue. Um, I like to look at my logo as the bad symbol, but uh, yeah. Nice. So, <laughs> um, so I, I got two more for you. Um, I mean, I'm going to hit you with the easier one. And then the last one, we'll, we'll close on that. Uh, you, you mentioned letters. What's your favorite letter? So first time I've ever asked that question. It's a great question. Uh, R. Hell is yeah. uh is a wonderful letter it's yeah. got all the strokes yeah you Get know it. yes i got um, two in my name <laughs> there you go yeah um yeah it's got all the practice strokes so you got a vertical you got a horizontal you got uh, a round and then you got a uh, diagonal uh so r r is a good letter to practice Yes, just for anybody that doesn't get it, you know, it's going to give you impetus, right, to name more of your children, Robert, 
with the with R's, <laughs> I had an extra R, you know, like R O B E R R T. Yes. <laughs> Strong. Strong letter. Uh and this is the last one for you. Um, you know, this is this is almost um, you know, manifestation, if you will. Uh what's a dream project for you? Dream project. Um I think as as much as I like designing things, uh, I think it'd be really fun to to be able to pull off it's like someone else's design very well. Um, I, I find that uh, to be challenging uh, and rewarding in a way. And like, especially if it could be collaborative with a designer where it's like, oh, hey, what if we did this? Like, that would be so, so fun. Um, I'm the painter. I can design. I have some insights. But like, there's some great graphic designers out there that I'd love to collaborate with. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I like that. Um, it, it was one of the things in this this book I was reading today. And it was like um, it's, not, it's, it's similar, but it's not quite the same where it's like this one artist was doing, let's say, cubism or what have you. And his it's this other artist he was rivals with and he was trying to replicate sort of his style. And he's like, mm. yeah, I'm taking from your style, I'm doing a riff on your style. And, you know, it's like, we're rivals, but also I really like your work. So I'm going to try this. And I was like, he doesn't know, he doesn't know cubism, but he's trying it. I dig it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so, so that's pretty much it for the, for the podcast, for the interview. Um. But I want to thank you for one coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. And uh, secondly, uh, I want to invite and encourage you to tell the listeners where they can check you out. Um, social media outside of all around Baltimore and DMV and all that stuff. But uh, social media, website, all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Cool. Yeah. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Danaher Signs. Uh, you can find my website at DanaherSigns.com. Um, that's about it. I don't have a Twitter. Uh <laughs> I guess I don't need one at this point. Um, yeah. uh, talk to me online. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Sean Danaher from Danaher Signs. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.